0: The Insider's Guide to the Capital's Housing and Rental Scene. Hot Property on Talks NZ's Wellington Mornings. Time to talk property with Matt Ryan, our resident property guru expert. Uh, good morning, Matt. Oh, good morning, Nick. You're coming to us from out of town today. You're yeah? out buying some property out of town? Uh, I guess so. Look, I'm up
1: in Auckland just having a, few, a look at a few opportunities.
0: Looking at a few opportunities, love that. Matt, before we get on to any doom and gloom, do you have any tips or advice for people taking part in auctions?
1: Oh, I probably do, actually. Look, I, I attend a number of auctions, and I used to be the national auction there for Collier for many years, so I guess I've, I've picked up a few little bills uh, of wisdom over the years. One one I'm going to share today, which I think is, is a, a really good tip, and I see a lot of uh, successful uh, purchases at auction make this error. And that is, if a, if a property is being auctioned and it, it stalls to you as the top bidder, often what happens is they'll take you out the back of the room and maybe they might encourage you to increase your bid by, say, thirty or $40,000, sometimes less, sometimes more. What they then do is they say, OK, the owner will accept, let's just say that the, the property uh, stalls at 900000 uh, They then take you out the back and say, look, if you increase your offer to $930,000, we'll put it on the market. And a lot of owners, a lot of purchasers say, yep, okay, we agree to do that. And they say, okay. So they they take your $930,000 bid and then they say, we're going to take it back to the floor and if we don't get any advances on 930, we'll sell it to you. And what I've learned is that you say, no, hold on a moment here. I've now increased my bid to a level that the owners are prepared to take. You can't just hold my offer, open it back up on the floor because, of course, you might be back in competition with other buyers. So what I've done in every instance where I've increased my bid is I've said, so I'll, I'll, I'll pay the 9.30, but it's on the basis that you now walk out and say the property has been sold. Thanks for coming, everybody, ladies and gentlemen. And then you know that you've secured it at the number that you agreed behind closed doors.
0: What a great piece of advice, because you see that all the time. I'll give, them, I'll give people a bit of advice at auctions, because I've been to a couple of auctions that you've been at. You wouldn't have known me in those days, but you are the, the big, strong, powerful, loud guy in an auction. Not in the nicest possible way, so everyone around you feels intimidated. It feels that you're going to buy the auction, buy that house. So forget it. Leave it to you. Is that uh, an, uh, something that you try and do?
1: Oh, I do. I do actually. What I tend to do is try and take um, a centre position towards the back of the <laughs> auction room because that way you can see everything in front of you, your competition, obviously the auctioneer. And I tend to try and a bit, a bit like a peacock, I guess. Um, it's important to psychologically outmanoeuvre your competition. And so often I will yell out, sometimes the auctioneer might say to my opposition, he might be running out of steam, and I'll yell out, no, there's plenty more where that's come from. Yeah. Or, I'll, or I'll yell out something, I've only come here for the gold medal, I'm not walking away with the silver. Those sorts of things. So it's, you know, being bold is quite good. It's a, it's a, it's a method of, of, as I said, showmanship or peacocking, but it does uh, probably give you greater success than just um, being a warflower.
0: Yeah, and and I and I, you did beat me at this auction, by the way. Um, not that I was anywhere near the level that, that you were at, but the uh, the real estate agent that showed me through the property, it was a number of years ago, said when you came in, oh, Matt Ryan's here, you're in trouble. And I went, oh, my gosh, you know. Anyway, Matt, we've been talking in the, during this hour, the last hour, about divorces uh, and when's the right time to get one. How messy can a divorce be when it comes to property? Oh, look, I think that the
1: problem with buying property Is that, well, not the problem with buying property, but when you're in a relationship with anybody, of course, when you enter that relationship, you only see uh, milk and honey, you only see the good times. It's very easy to enter into agreements or or buy property with somebody and don't actually look at what can happen if things go wrong. And that just goes for business partnerships as well, not just divorces, but friendships, all those sorts of things. So I think it's really important that you ensure that you, you go in with your eyes open, but also that you work out in the event that things don't go as well or as well as you'd like, that you've got a, a method for ensuring that everybody gets a fair and equitable share on the way out. Um, and so, yeah, it is, look, it is, it's always, it's always a, a messy game. And unfortunately, it's it's not uncommon. As we know, a huge number of, of marriages end up in divorce. So I think it's just important to make sure that you do, you put the necessary work in so that everything's written down on paper so that everybody understands what's going to happen in the event that things don't go the way everybody, of course, wishes them to.
0: Matthew, Trade Me recorded its largest monthly drop on record house prices across the country. we have seen the odd experts saying, don't sell if you don't have to, if you want the best price. How miserable is the market right now?
1: Well, look, I'd agree with that sentiment. I think if you're selling now, you're selling under duress. And buyers are buying only if they, can, if they buy it. they think they're getting exceptionally good buying. So if you don't need to sell, it's about like a share. If your share has gone from $12 back down to $5, why would why would you sh- sell unless, unless you really have a need to exit? So, um, you know, I, I share with that sentiment. This is not clearly not a great time to sell at the moment. Um, but obviously, if you're selling and you're buying in the same market, then and as you were last year where you were selling high and buying high, you're not in a similar situation at the moment so it really depends what the end goal of the money is
0: what would your advice be to someone that actually wants to move up might go up another three or four hundred thousand on a house like got a million house wants a 1.5 million dollar home right now well i guess
1: you're buying and selling in the same market as you were last year so you're going to accept less for yours and you're going to purchase better than you would have last you would last year so i don't think you should put your life on hold um, and I think you should keep transacting. But I don't think this is a great time to actually exit the market and sell something and not replace it with something else because you're going to be selling it at, at what is clearly a low price with low demand. And, you know, unless you need to do that, you've had a change of circumstances. And I do talk about, um, they did used to talk about the, the, the four Ds, which was a death, uh, divorce, um, and I think it's the, the bank they referred to it. And in recent times, it's also delica, so they, fall, they call all about the four Ds of buying real estate. If you can find people that have one of those four characteristics, then you should be buying pretty well. But, yeah, look, I wouldn't recommend people buy, sell in this market unless unless they really, really need to.
0: Matt, uh, inflation seems to be the talking point at the moment. But now it's at 7.3%. Why is it that construction uh, is tracking so, so much higher? I think they're at about 18%. Well,
1: look, I... A lot of this, I believe, is because um, the government has uh, pushed a lot of people, or they have made uh, laws that have, make it, have made new builds so much more attractive. So if you're going to if you're going to artificially um, change the equilibrium of what people were buying in terms of old versus new, then you're going to push a lot of pressure onto new builds. And as soon as you push a lot of pressure onto something, then suddenly the price of that is going to go up because there's greater demand for it and supply is harder, and that's artificially pushes inflation up so look I'm not surprised that inflation for building for new builds is 18 percent simply because all the legislation regarding around new building around tax deductibility all those sorts of things has clearly tilted the scale so that everybody's trying to buy new builds versus old
0: would you buy just quickly Matt would you buy a new build I mean I've never thought about buying a new build
1: well, well, philosophically, I don't particularly like them, and the reason why I don't like them is they're very hard to add value to. So when you buy something that's when it's brand new, there's not much opportunity to yeah, add right. actual value to it. So if the market moves against you, there's not much you can do. If you buy something that I would refer to as being cosmetically distressed, and that means uh, you need needs a paint, maybe yeah. needs yeah. um, you know new new curtains and those sorts of things, new light things you can add value to the to the asset just simply by by doing those basic fundamentals.
0: Thanks, Matthew. Appreciate your time. Uh, As always, Matt Ryan, our property expert.